Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of No Right, No Wrong. My name is CT and um, this is a sports section. And this time we're going to be wrapping up the 2021-2022 NBA season. We're going to be looking at the playoffs, regular season awards, um, individual performances and team performances. And look at exactly um, some transactions that teams have already made um, at the end of last season going into the next season. Um, I'm here um, with my friend, and we're going to be diving right into it. Actually, we're going to start with regular season awards. Um, first, we're going to look at, actually, let's just go through them, and you can say what you think about each award. Um, the first one we're going to look at is the most valuable player, Nikola Hujokic, um, winning the award ahead of Joel Embiid and Steph Curry, I think. Um, Yanis. And Yanis, actually. Yeah. Um, for that award. What do you think about our award? Do you think they got it right? Do you think that... Um, uh, I, think, I think the big man deserved it, to be yeah. honest. Um, but uh, I feel like if they gave it to Joel, I wouldn't have been mad. You know? Okay. Like, yeah, like you, you, I feel like it was like 1A, 1B. Like, you, you can't I, go wrong. I think one C himself with Yanis in my opinion. Yeah, like you said, like, so So the thing, I guess, where, um, I guess, really appealed with people in terms of, like, voting for uh, Jokic um, was like him playing without like his uh, all-star uh, point guard and uh, playing without like a third star, star. I guess you can call. Um, so it's uh, basically Michael Jokic Potter and the others. And the others, right, for, for Denver. So I feel like he, he really held the team, you know, basically by himself, um, almost averaging like a triple-double. Um, so yeah, like you, I, I don't think they could have gone wrong if they gave it to Joel, but definitely Jokic deserved it as well. Um, like he still took his team to the playoffs, um, and um, yeah, and, so, and ran into, ran into. Oh yeah, like they, they ran into like the you know the, the Warriors, right? <laughs> yeah. Which we know how that that would go, but I feel like he, he definitely deserved it. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, second time now to say that I think he's back, to, back to back. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, he right. deserved it, and um, he will definitely still be like. I'm guessing favorites to win oh, it again, yeah. right? So especially like if he has his team playing well, like you know, with his all-star point guard back, and you know, like if the rest of the team plays well, and like he definitely has a shot again. And why not? You know, like you probably be like the first European player to win that three like, times, three in, times a in a row. Woo! Yeah, that'll be something. But yeah, I'm rooting for him. Yeah, um, I kind of share that sentiment. All three players, I wouldn't have minded. They all had fantastic years. Yanis. Um, Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic. Yeah. I leaned almost all year towards Jokic, just considering um, kind of how the team performed with and without him on the team. Yeah. It was like night and day. Um, he was literally making it happen for the Denver Nuggets, so I'm actually um, glad he got it, but I wouldn't have minded at all. I thought they all had fantastic years. Uh, um, for the Rookie of the Year, it um, actually went to Scotty Barnes of the Toronto Raptors. Um, I think the closest contender um, was um, Eva Mobley for Cleveland Cavaliers, and there was also Kate Cunningham, the number one overall pick last year Detroit. for Detroit Pistons. Yeah. What do you think? Any final thoughts? I don't I think, have. Um, I think I think Scotty deserved it for me. I like him as a player, um, as a rookie especially. Like yeah. you can see, like he has potential. Like he's a good defender. Like. He, he almost like has the ability to play make you know like he's, a, he's he's big so like he can rebound he can push the ball like he can defend so like he has like that all around game and i feel like he can only improve from here 
yeah. right? So, and he can shoot too. Like, well, he's not a great shooter, great but like shooter, he can yeah. shoot from like, he's not afraid to shoot. Let's put it that way, <laughs> right? So even if like he's not making like all his shots, but like he's not afraid to shoot, right? Which you, you can say for everybody, you know, <laughs> in this yeah. league. So like, I, I feel like he definitely deserved it. Um, and they, you know, went to the playoffs and I could actually still see his, see his impact when they played against the Sixers in the playoffs. Oh yeah, taking two games and he played so. with injury and all exactly. that. Exactly, I kind of proved a little toughness then. The oh yeah, oh yeah. So, so yeah, I like Scotty Barnes for the player for the rookie of the year. Yeah, I I think he was really good. Probably deserved um, the rookie of the year. Um, Evan Mobley for the Cleveland Cavaliers, in my opinion, had a fantastic year. I think led all rookies in blocks. Um, yeah. Was very efficient defensively. But when you look at around how the NBA is trending. Scotty Barnes seems to be the player that you want to build more around. He handles exactly. the ball very well. Yeah. Can probably defend all five oh, positions. Yep. yep. Right. Um, so that kind of versatility um, um forward um, play is definitely um, impressive to see for the Toronto Raptors. Um, the other award was the defensive player of the year that went to Marcus Smart of the Boston Celtics. Um, in a very long time, this would be the first guy that I've seen that's won um a defensive player. Yeah, the, of the, the last time a the last time a, a point guard won it, I probably wasn't watching basketball. No, not probably. I wasn't watching. Basketball <laughs> I wasn't watching basketball. Bro. I don't. I don't know if I was born. Yet. <laughs> I'm not old. I'm not old. I'm not. Um, so yeah, the last uh, point guard to win it was uh, um, uh, Gary Payton. Gary Payton, the glove. So yeah, yeah the glove. Um, so yeah, that, that has been a long time. So for him to win it, yeah, it, it means a lot. And it's I guess it, it's been a long time coming. If you look at it that way, like because he's always been like a, like a pit bull in defense, like you know, as a point guard, you know, um, you know, holding people to like low percentages uh, from the field, and so yeah, like he, he's been a long time coming. Like he's a very, he's like he's a solid defensive player. Yeah, I, I think he he deserved, he deserved yeah. to win this one. For uh, yeah, and I think too, it's a it's a good thing to kind of like switch it up once in a while, giving it to the bigs always, like, you know, the Yanises and the Rudy Gobert is always, like, the big guys winning it, but, like, it was good to see, like, uh, you know, a point guard winning it. When, uh, yeah, uh, Michael Smart definitely has been playing tough, uh, flopping defense for a while. <laughs> <laughs> he might flop a lot, but he's a good defender, oh, yeah. so I oh, yeah. uh, wouldn't have much issue with that. And for the sixth month of the year, they gave that to Tyler Hero of the Miami Heat. Um, I'll just comment on that. I think he's a solid player, probably had the best offensive numbers. I wouldn't really consider him a very good defensive player as you would have seen during the playoffs. Um, basically, um, kind of exposed a little bit defensively, but yeah. offensively um, was probably one of the better um, guys coming off the bench. What do you think? Oh yeah, like uh, he's kind of like one of the proven three-point shooters in the league, right? Like he can just catch out and let it fly, right? So, you know, coming off the bench for the Miami, like he was definitely impactful for them. Um, so yeah, like I feel like he, he deserved it um, with the way that he played. I guess it's different when he transitions from the regular season into the playoffs, right? Um, you know, being like you know a defensive liability. The level of competition, yeah, exactly. the kind of guys you gotta yeah. yeah, but like just in terms of like shooting the ball, kind of like because he can actually still he has the ability to play make as well. Um, like he's a very good offensive player. So yeah, and honestly, he could even be a starter. But for them to like play him off the bench, I don't know, maybe just, just the coach. They need decision. the offense, right? Yeah, from the bench, maybe. Yeah, probably maybe that's need, why. Yeah, yeah probably like if they put like all five people started, they probably wouldn't have anything coming off the bench. So maybe that might not be set up for him to win this. Who knows? You know? Yeah, it, probably um, a lot of teams that have um, good scorers, like that might be deficient in defense. Um, if you look at a player like um, 
Jordan Clarkson for the yeah. Utah Jazz. Yeah. You yeah. want that boost off the bench. You don't want your bench coming in. Lou Williams that won it for, the, for a long and, time and, too. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's usually yeah. the key, the offensive driven guy. Yep. Back yep. in the days of Isaiah Thomas being the six man just scoring you know that defensively he's not very good yeah um but you know that when he comes he can light it up keep the, the scoreboard um ticking um for uh, your team so i think that Lahiro did a good job of that um for the most improved player we have jamoran i'm gonna stay here um to start with that in my opinion I would have given that to Desmond Bain, his teammate, probably, considering that he was not even on a radar um, for the kind of player he ended up being in terms of shooting almost over 40% from three points and being kind of a leader for that team at uh, come the end of the season. I would have said Desmond Bain. In my opinion, um, John Morant is more of an MVP-level player. Um, I think coming into last season, we already knew how good he was, so I don't think he improved... Um, dramatically um, for that most improved award. So I would have gone with Desmond Bain, his teammate. And if you notice, there was a gesture made by him to Desmond Bain, knowing fully well that that was probably a guy that stepped up his game um, yeah. last year yeah. um, um, after he won the most improved player. But um, I, I guess the voters actually saw a huge leap, which I thought he was good for it <laughs> coming into the season. Yeah. But yeah, um, for the most important, what do you think about that award? Yeah, yeah, oh no, like I definitely like I echo your sentiments there too. Um, I, I don't, I guess I don't really have anyone in mind that could have won it. But like you said, I feel like you know Jad, the way he played, he I feel like he's more of like you know in the MVP conversation more than like a, like improved player, like. I guess even if he's the most improved, seeing the way like he played in the playoffs, um, like especially in terms of like shooting the ball, I, I think he still has improvements to do there. So yeah, he's still it's kind of like ironic, him. yeah, because like he's not he's not great that way. But I guess his all around game, you know, was um, his all around game improved, so it made it made sense for them to give it to him. And also like the team actually played very well without him on the team so like they actually had like a great winning record when he was out so like that most improved player i feel like they might have played some politics they just giving it to him yeah. because like he's a, he's a star player, a star player. Team, right? yeah. i think other players might have deserved that more yeah. than, in my opinion and um in um or rather on that note uh, we're going to transition into the nba playoffs um, we all know Golden State Warriors um, won the championship in six games against the Boston Celtics. Um, we're going to go through um, basically what we observed or what we learned in general from the playoffs. Um, what what do you think in general about um, the Golden State Warriors coming out victorious? Did you learn anything about the Boston Celtics as a team? What did we learn about Brooklyn living in the first round? Uh, Miami Heat coming up short, but this time not in the finals, but rather in the conference finals. So what do you think about um, the NBA playoffs in general uh, for 2022? So the Warriors won it. Um, so this is their, their fourth title in six years so it's um it coincides with you know clay thompson coming back so he was out the last two years they didn't even make the playoffs right in, the last two years they didn't they, make didn't, the they went for the play in last year and lost and lost the previous year where the lottery pick and got the number one overall pick. that that's how bad they were so and not just because of clay i think even steph was out that year in jordan they were not a good team that year so um so I guess you can say it coincides with him coming back. But for me, I guess you can call it a controversial point. But if you think of it, it feels like they lost KD 
and they got Andrew Wiggins that this year he played lights out. He, he made the All-Star team. Not just that he made the All-Star team, he was actually a starter on the All-Star team. That's how good great he played this year. So it's almost like you can say they replaced Kevin Durant with Andrew Wiggins and they won it again. So now it really, really makes you sit back and think how impactful was KD, you know, on the Warriors? Because it's like if you can, you know, take him out and like basically put like a good two-way you know wing for them you still have the greatest shooting backcourt in nba history you know behind him you know it makes you question like kd like really like how how do we rate those championships that you won with them because it's, like, it's almost like you know wiggins is doing your job and you know he did great and they won it right so um no but still shout out to the warriors you know they're an organization they're an organization that has you know championship in their dna uh, they know how to get it done like you know in the big moments you know even clay thompson coming off of an achilles and an acl injury yeah. missing two seasons he still showed some you know signs that he's he, he still got it um he's not as athletic or you know a great defensive stopper that he once was but you know he can still let it fly from three you know so you know um, he still got a few uh, uh, game six clay in him um, so for sure the Warriors for me I wouldn't I wouldn't have picked them like at the start of the season to win it I think I didn't yeah I didn't, I didn't pick them <laughs> I think I picked I, them to I think lose the, in the conference finals to Phoenix the the, the bookies had um, the Lakers and uh, and the Nets, Nets as like the, the favorites right so nobody saw like Golden State coming into this but when the season started and uh, like you know they had the role players play very well like the uh, was his face Jordan Poole and you know like the role players were really, really jelly and the way they were playing and you know you could actually see from the way they were going that you know they could actually make a run for it but like you said i actually thought that they wouldn't make it all the way because like you know they would have to play play like the suns they were like the best regular season team in the nba right yeah so speaking of the suns that yeah that was very disappointing <laughs> on their end like yeah, to put everything in context they, i can't believe i picked them to actually win the championship they, yeah like to put it in context they lost um game seven uh, of the semi was it the semi-finals the western conference semi-finals they lost the game seven to the dallas mavericks they lost so bad it was embarrassing they lost so bad that the organization actually had to put out a letter to the fans kind of like apologizing for how badly they did like you, you can't go from being the best team and i guess All regular season too. i guess yeah in in hindsight you can think of it now because like the fact that they they couldn't beat like they couldn't put away the pelicans without zion the pelicans didn't have zion but they still took two games from uh, Phoenix Sun. So it kind of makes you wonder, kind of like how wonder like how good, good they were they exactly. So, and for some reason, I don't know if Chris Paul was injured or if it was just age catching up with him, but he just wasn't the same player for them. So I think that was because, like, usually Chris Paul, you know, the, he has games where he's able to take over. And we all know that he's, you know, he's, he's the point guard, right? Like, he can make things happen. And you know he's also able to score, but for some reason he just wasn't quite the same player. And um, Devin Booker as well was, yeah, was kind of like a, a, a shell of himself. So, he, well, I guess he, he didn't do too badly, but he, he wasn't great. Um, yeah, so I was I was really disappointed in the in the Phoenix Suns having the best regular season uh, record and their coach being the coach of the year. And for them to come out and kind of like embarrass themselves like this <laughs> so i guess it kind of makes sense now too if you think of it why they don't want to give uh deandre eight and the the rookie max extension because they really didn't trust that he he's that good because you know he, he should have he come didn't up show big. up yeah exactly he should have come up big for them so 
Um, yeah, so I guess that's mostly with the West. Um, in the East, got to talk about the Brooklyn Nets because, like I said, you know, the bookies call them the favorites uh, to win it all. And uh, they got swept. In the first round. In the first round by the Boston Celtics that made it all the way to the uh, NBA Finals. And that was the only series that the Boston Celtics did not have to go at least six games, right? Like, so they, they swept the Brooklyn Nets with Kyrie Irving, um, Kevin Durant, Seth Curry, uh, Paddy Mills, uh, Blake Griffin, yeah, uh, the, the list goes on. But yeah, that was, that was really disappointing. I didn't see the sweep. I thought that they would actually win a game or two, to be honest. <laughs> but they were so bad defensively that even as good as an offensive team they were, they, they couldn't get it Overcome, done. Like yeah. it was like for some reason. Well, like again, good uh, good play calling. If you want to look at it that way, too, good play calling on um, uh, the coach uh, uh, Emil uh, Yudoka for the Boston Celtics, because like he was like everybody else can play, not Kevin Durant. So like he always <laughs> he almost double teamed him, triple teamed him, did whatever he had to do to get the ball off of him, because like if because KD alone can beat you, right? So like he was like okay, everybody, anybody else, Kyrie go one on one, whatever, anybody else do what you have to do, but KD is not going to beat us. And when they did that, they really really exposed something about the Brooklyn Nets that everyone was was surprised to see. So yeah, I was very disappointed in the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, to be honest. Um, so, uh, speaking of the Boston Celtics, made it all the way uh, to the finals. Yeah, I, I didn't see them, to be honest, say start the season. I didn't see the, the Boston Celtics going all the way there. But, you know, midway through the season, they, they made a change, to, you know, to get uh, their new coach, Udoka, uh, uh, which... Yeah, I, I didn't know he was that good to be able to like kind of like galvanize the troops to, you know, really play according to how he wants them to play, you know, kind of like find themselves and like, you know, having Jason Tatum, having Jalen Brown, you know, before now there's been rumors like, you know, are they a good fit together? Can they play together? You know, all that, you know, they are good, like big two-way wings, you know, supposed to work, but it wasn't working for some reason, but he was able to like come in and kind of like, you know, galvanize the troops, make it work. And like, they listened to him and they played good defense, like stifling defense, it was great. Having um, uh, Robert, uh, what was the center? Robert Williams. Robert, Robert Williams. Who's gonna be know? a terrific center. Exactly, um, you know, always like protecting the rim, um, JT, JB, um, having Marcus Smart defensive player of the year, like you can. So defensively, they, they were solid, right? Um, so their, their offense, you could you could see that it had uh, a few cracks. You could kind of like see, but uh, they were able to like kind of like you know uh, manage through and like beat um, Brooklyn, and then they beat um, uh, the defending champs uh, Milwaukee Bucks in uh, seven games as well, and then they beat uh, the Eastern Conference. Um, I guess. Uh, top seed uh, the Miami Heat to uh, take it all the way uh, to the NBA Finals where they lost in six games um, um, yeah qu- quite frankly I didn't see them winning Golden State because of how I'd seen them play against Milwaukee um, like in the in the second round because Milwaukee was down uh, the, the second best player Middleton and they still took them seven games so I'm just thinking if Giannis had like his, his, his co-star probably like, I, I don't have think Boston South would have made it exactly I feel like uh, Milwaukee Bucks would have been in the NBA Finals again uh, so I could kind of like see the cracks there so I didn't I didn't give them much of a chance I knew they were a good defensive team and I kind of predicted that they were going to win one game but at most it was going to be uh, a six game series uh, Golden State coming out on top so I feel like what changed that was them getting that game one at Golden State that was what kind of like changed that narrative for them because 
I feel like Golden State would have beat them in five, like easily. Like, in in my opinion, like yeah, like it would have been a gentleman sweep. But the fact that they stole that game one, I guess they gave Golden State that wake up call, like oh, so like you know. But yeah, Golden State was able to like you know uh, win at the end. So yeah, yeah. Um, just a few things um about what I kind of observed from the NBA playoffs. Um, just the two things I just want to say quickly, just so that I don't forget. The first one is um, when you mentioned Boston Celtics and the hiring of Emil Udoka, um, I think that was kind of a, a very impressive move, considering that the person that hired him was the former coach. coach of the yeah, team. Exactly. So he looked that at was the team. Promoted. Yeah, he <laughs> wasn't getting through to the team, stepped away from coaching a little bit, went to the front office as a general manager, yeah. had the um, ability to look and be like, I'm not getting the job done. I'll get somebody that can actually get the job done and brought in email Udoka. And um, by halfway during the season, after he got things going, um, they were kind of a very dominant team in the regular season. Especially and then defensively. Defensively. Stifling defense. Yes. Yeah. So I, I thought that was a very kind of underrated on, on on move done by a coach looking and being like, let me take a step back and somebody else can get this done. Yeah. Um, the other one I noticed about the playoffs is um, this will be some Kevin Durant slander. And I don't... Um, I take it very seriously when I, slander, <laughs> when I slander Kevin Durant. I hope he's listening. I'm sure his Twitter backup pages are also doing some work, but this is... Um, his burner account. <laughs> his burner account on Twitter are probably doing some work. But I gotta... I, for a player of Kevin Durant's stature, I think he needs to understand why he gets talked a lot about this because he's that good. Exactly. And because he's that good, I'm gonna actually go in and say that this playoff told me a lot about Kevin Durant. A lot of the things that I have always known about Kevin Durant, but yeah. so many people ignore. Yeah. He's an MVP player, one of the greatest scorers ever. But clutch time, not really in my opinion. Double team him, he's kind of struggling, not sure what to do. Um, this playoffs also showed in terms of Cody State didn't need Kevin Durant for his two championships. We all know that. We can pretend like, uh, yeah, he has to still get it done. Yes, he has to get still get it done. Harrison Barnes got it done. Andrew Wiggins got it done. It's it's just unfortunately it's a well-run organization that with or without Kevin Durant, in my opinion, would have won championships. So in my while saying that he hasn't really proven to me a lot that he can carry a team for a player of his caliber. Can he be a very important piece in the championship team absolutely oh yeah yeah and many players have been including Draymond Green and Clay Thompson but can you carry a team to a championship like Steph LeBron Kawhi um, Dirk um, Kobe. Paul Pierce Kobe Jordan Magic Johnson Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Shaq. Shaq you know Dwayne Wade you know can you do that have you actually shown um the ability to do that um no not yet there have been so many other great players that didn't show that ability they're still great players charles barkley alan everson just to name a few um but my point being he has two championships but he was just a great player on the championship team on a, this on playoffs, a great championship team, on a great championship team yeah. this playoffs just show that they would have won with or without, without him. him oh yeah that's there sure. are quality all-star level players in the nba that can do what he did specifically for the Golden State Warriors. So that's um, something we learned about Kevin Durant. Also, what I've always known about Kevin Durant, got to the playoffs, didn't have a lot of help, got double teamed, turned the ball over, struggled against a good defense in Boston. These are all things that, in my opinion, Kevin Durant struggles a lot 
with double teams and stuff like and that. And he didn't have that in Golden State. <laughs> and he didn't have he, that in Golden State. Because you can't double team him in Golden State. Exactly. Because you have Steph and Clay, you can do that. So, so playing so, him one on one is a joke. So exactly. So KD still one. If if you ask me, one of the probably if he played consistently, I think he's probably one of the better scorers ever in the NBA. He can put up 30 every single season if he wants to, like literally. Easy. Uh, easy. Like <laughs> literally. Easy, easy money sniper, yeah, basically. Exactly. He, he gets that done. But when it comes to winning a championship and leading a championship team, Charles Barkley got it. He's just not driven the bus yet. Exactly. He's, Let's not, yet, see. he's not yet the bus driver. Let's see. He still has a, a, a few good years on, on him to kind of show us a little bit more about how his game has evolved but that's something i learned in the playoffs um i also learned um, about the playoff jim butler is still clutch you oh, know yeah. <laughs> clutch player doesn't get 40 points in regular season gets four four five 40 points in, in the playoff, playoff careers oh, yeah. right so you know jimmy butler tells me something about that he's still clutch um in the playoffs um looker showed us something took a team where it was basically Luka and the others something we talked about with Nikola Jokic as an MVP Luka is kind of on that level in my opinion not only does he carry his team in the regular season but he does it in the postseason against a team like Phoenix all right so two years against Clippers exactly so Luka is showing us something there that's something I'm seeing consistently about and he finally won the playoff series too exactly yeah. yeah so Luka showed me something there about his clutchness in the playoffs um, even without a um, great supporting cast. Phoenix Suns, disappointing. In my opinion, that's it for Chris Paul. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> that's oh. it. Uh, he should uh, take, uh, give his contract back and uh, yeah, tell them that. Chris Paul cannot, cannot be a Supermax player anymore. He's just too short. Yeah, just paid him a too short, too old, too slow oh. to be a Supermax player. Like, yeah. as we know, he's going to get his summer rest. He would have great some great regular season games, but over the wear and tear of a full season, he doesn't stay healthy in the playoffs a lot of times, yeah. and he, or he's a little bit tired. I, I think it's a very interesting um, thing. I think Chris Paul, the way the Phoenix Sun is set up right now, and the amount of money they are paying Chris Paul, I don't think he can show up for them in the playoffs. Um, because of the wear and tear of the season, unless they find a way to build a good backup around him and get to make yeah. sure his legs are fresh and all that. But he's pretty old and it's showing. Like it's, I, I, you can see it in his game. He can't have back to back good games. Yeah, very tough for him yeah. in the playoffs. So I think that showed that. Um, Chris Paul, that's a wrap. <laughs> that's a wrap. <laughs> Great career though, but that's a wrap for Chris Paul. Um, that's for, um, and then looking at um. The Memphis Grizzlies, exciting team, but playoff showed us they're not there yet. And in my opinion, would they be there next season? (laughs) (laughs) The jury's still out on that one. I'm not too sure. If they can get themselves an all-star level player to come into that team, they could be there. They're like a solid, experienced player away from kind of getting it together. They should probably look at those options. If you can place Jar with an all-star next to him, I wouldn't mind trading Jaren Jackson. He's a great player, but if you put Jar next to another all-star player at the higher, let's say Bradley Beal, Donovan Mitchell, stuff like that, yeah. that would be yeah. an interesting way to put this thing together. It would be very interesting to see what they are thinking over there in Memphis. Um, for the West, for the Eastern Conference, rather, 
Yanis is still Yanis. We saw that. He's still king. <laughs> Yanis is still Yanis. He's improving every year, if that is even possible. Um, so that was uh, actually interesting to see in the Eastern Conference. The Brooklyn Nets got swept. Well, <laughs> I knew they were going to get swept. If you watch the regular season and saw how bad their defense is, yeah, you called that would, one. You called it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you called they, they were going to yeah, get swept. Yeah. Like. I didn't every, see it. I didn't everybody see kept watching. Yeah. I was like, they can have good players, but they can't actually defend the nosebleed. Yeah. You can't even stop them. Like, stop they, a they nosebleed. Couldn't park it, they couldn't guard like a parked car. Like, that's how bad it was. I'm telling you. Know. What did um, um, Patrick Beverly call um, guys that defend? <laughs> Poorly. Yeah. Like, cones. They basically yeah, cones. Yeah, you just yeah, walk yeah, around yeah, them. Yeah, like yeah. So, yeah, Brooklyn Nets were <laughs> horrible. <laughs> The Brooklyn Nets were a horrible defensive team, so I knew they were gonna get swept. Um, KD is there, but KD is not gonna defend for four people, so oh, yeah, exactly. that was a tough situation. And you have unreliable guys like Kyrie and Ben Simmons. That that's about it. Your chances of winning is very very low. So I think that's what I learned from the playoff this year. Um, in general, for that so um moving on just to wrap up um this um, nba conversation let's talk about some trades and signings that has already happened um just quickly going to go through a few just tell me what you think about them and then we're going to go through a few players and we're just going to briefly summarize what we think i will learn about these players over the last year so i'm going to go quickly with this um the gobert signing from utah for five first round picks to minnesota to play next to um al anthony towns you give your opinion on this and i'll take the next one yeah that that move i really i really didn't understand that move to be honest um but like i feel like that's danny Inge being like a, the, the genius that he is you know taking over um their utah uh, from uh, from boston yeah I, I really still can't kind of like decipher it what like, minnesota is yeah what, what what are you thinking because you have cal, cal anthony towns that you know he's a he's a center but you know, I guess he's um, like a you know a stretch. You know, he can he can shoot like he can play from outside, right? So, but now you you bring Gobert that you know yeah he's a defensive stopper, but like we've seen that in the postseason, like he's almost a liability because like people always isolate him, you know, take him out out of the uh, out of the post so that you know they can have access. So for how many uh, first round picks? About four, four, five first round picks. Yeah, so I'm like, so now I'm thinking. Uh, so Kevin Durant, we all know he's a uh, he's a requested for like a trade, which we'll talk about. Um, so if if Goubert is getting f- uh, four first round picks, so Kevin Durant, like that means you have to like give up your whole team to get KD. Like if the, if like basically like that's that's why that trade is gonna be hard. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that this uh, Goubert to to Minnesota, I really didn't see it. I, I don't think that's what they needed. I feel like they have. Have like um, like they have uh, Carl Anthony Towns, they have Anthony Edwards. That is a, you know is a good you know wing. good wing. So I feel like they, they were they were missing more of a kind of like a uh, like a guard. point guard. You know, I, I know they have a D'Lo, but. Uh, I feel like the jury is still out on him because, like, the way he went to Golden State and he was kind of like uh, he was loaned to Golden State and, like, you know, he had to come back. So, you know, it's still questionable for him. So, I feel like, you know, yeah, like, I feel like that's the, the part they, they could be looking to improve instead of going to get, like, uh, Kobe. I, I really don't understand that move. 
Yeah, I think it's gonna be a good trade for Utah in the long run. And oh yeah, for Utah, one. yes, for bad sure, for sure, Utah. Oh yeah, the and long I, run. they might be going through like a rebuild too over there too, so they could use all the picks there they, like they can get. Right? So yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, and Gobert is, an, is a defensive, um, great defensive player, but doesn't threaten you offensively. Yeah. So we'll see how him and Car, um, Carl Anthony Towns partners out yeah, there. How they fit? Yeah, over it's there. Weird. Um, another interesting um, trade, actually, blockbuster one was um, the Atlanta Hawks trading for Dejante Murray from San Antonio Sports for three first-round picks and some players. Uh, basically, in my opinion, I think that was also a weird one. Um, Atlanta wanted to improve, but San Antonio definitely got good value for a player that wouldn't have competed or helped them win for a little while, considering that they're going on a full rebuild. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how Atlanta makes that work because they're both in my opinion more traditional point, point guards, guards yeah. right so that would be interesting Trey is a point guard he's not going to switch to a shooting guard yeah. he's really good at it yeah. so I'm curious to see um, Dejante that struggles a little bit shooting, shooting kind yeah. of play next to him so that would be interesting to see how they intend to make that work and I'm sure they will better make that work because they gave up a lot yeah. Dejante Mori for that yeah. um, the third and final deal I'm going to be looking at um, would be that for Jalen Brunson for New York getting one of the biggest amount of money in the free agency market um i have my opinion and i think new york just basically overpaid but what do you think about it oh yeah um that one i guess everyone who kind of like silicon because bronson was like the second best player who can say arguably for the dallas mavericks last year like he played well in the playoffs um you know there were games where he you know he came up big especially like against phoenix when they won in that seven game series so bronson um you could kind of like see that you know he he's due like a, a like a decent amount of, of money like a good deal yeah. right but like i feel like the new york knicks are like they're desperate they're yeah. it's almost like they're desperate <laughs> and at the same time they have the money too so it's like yeah, the they're desperate space, they, yeah. they have the cap space so like they, it's almost like they have to give it to somebody but like i, I feel like i would say more of a good like good work on the dallas Mavericks side yeah. of things not, not give, falling for that not falling for that exactly because i feel like he's the kind of player that I, I don't really rate him being like a consistent player year in year out that would give you that kind of like he's not worth that amount of money for you to give it to him for the Dallas Mavericks. I feel yeah. like Dallas Mavericks can look elsewhere and get somebody that like is better that fits you know Luka. better with Luca and everything you know instead of giving him the, that money. So so I feel like it was a desperate move from the New York Knicks, but they definitely need someone because like <laughs> anybody <laughs> exactly they just need anybody that is like you know uh, decent I guess yeah. decent I, player. So yeah, I think that was a desperate move. Bronson is. Probably at best, third best player on the championship team. Third best? Or fourth. Yeah, Probably. Like best Maybe. So, I, so in my opinion, that was paying a lot for a player that's a very good NBA player, but I don't know how much impact it can really have on winning. On the winning team, um, yeah. In yeah. general for that. And that will be all for now on NBA playoffs, um, NBA trades and signings so far, and also... Um, MBA Awards for last season. Thanks for listening, y'all.